Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, some honorable mentions, a few other odds and ends to have a nice little video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me as always, I'm going to not say El Ray tonight, Ray. I'm going to say Just Ray, because I've still been announcing you as El Ray even when you changed your username to Just Ray. So with me as always is just, it's Ray. Hey everybody, it's me, Just Ray. So tonight's guest, the way I can describe this guest and I'm coming up with this actually as I'm talking. If we were to have the C3 awards, the C3 user award, this person would have to be nominated for rookie user of the year. Just coming in, using the site, I mean, inviting people, just all in from the moment she showed up. Our guest today is Evil Vixen. Evil, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I am blushing so hard. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, That's we're, the we're great part about an audio yeah. medium. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> We are excited to have you here. I mean, it's been just awesome seeing you on the site and, you know, just automatic participation and plugging things in and people responding back. It's, you know, it's just wonderful. We're just so happy to see all kinds of different people jump onto the site. It's what it's about. Great. I've been loving it. I love Channel 3. I'm so happy that I found it. I actually was, for some reason, following Joel on Facebook just his normal account. And he put a post up about it one day and I was like, I love video games. So it's actually been a a dream come true. My favorite number is 33. So it actually ended up working out perfectly. I love video games is an accurate way to describe the website. That's all. That's the only requirement for entry. That's all it is. It's, it's the best part that, that it's really what everything is about. Everything we talk about is about video games. And that's my favorite part. I don't want to talk about anything else. Well, well, let's do that then. Let's get into video games. We've got your three games here, and let's start with the first one here with World of Warcraft. This game rated a 4.3 on Channel 3 from the user base here. How did this one end up at the top of your list? Um, I would describe World of Warcraft as the first game that really made me like a quote-unquote gamer. Because during my childhood, I had been playing games throughout you know, throughout my childhood, I don't know if you guys saw the favorite Game Boy Advance quest the other day, but I answered that I had played The Sims, The Herbs. I don't know if you guys remember that game, but I played it for hundreds of hours, loved it. I played a lot of Sims throughout being younger, but I I don't know, I didn't really like no life it. I just played like a few hours every weekend, and I feel like when I first started playing World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft. I don't know if you guys have ever played, but it's unlike any other game. The way you move is completely different. I had no idea what WASD was before I started, and it was just completely a a new experience for me, and it holds so much nostalgia. I played I started playing in like 2008. My husband actually taught me that's when we first met and first started dating. He taught me how to play and how to like walk in that game. So it's it's pretty nostalgic for us and like a pretty big deal. So I have to ask then, how how did that all get involved? How did that start with your your now husband? Was this a clan? Was that how you found um, the, the group? How did, how did this all happen? We actually met at a party. I feel like we were probably uh, one of the last couples to meet in real life at a party (laughs) because everyone says they meet online these days. But we did meet at a party and I actually just happened to be hanging out at his house a lot when we very first started dating. And he and his friends were always playing World of Warcraft and I would hear a sound when they were in battlegrounds. And I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but it sounds like, and it's like when you capture the flag. 
So one day I was like, man, these guys are really into this game. Like they're on it constantly. So I asked him, I'm like, what is the bener bener? What is the the noise? What is happening? And they told me that it was them in the battlegrounds capturing the flag. And they started telling me more about it and how to play. And it sounded really interesting to me. I had actually seen it one time before. Um, and the person that I asked about it was like, oh, you probably wouldn't like it. It's really hard. And I was like, oh, okay. And then years had passed. And then I asked these guys about it. And they're telling me about it. And I'm like, this sounds actually really awesome. So pretty much within the next few days, I moved my computer from my house um, into my boyfriend's house. And we started playing World of Warcraft uh, right next to each other and pretty much have been doing that for 15 years ever since. <laughs> so that's what I was going to ask. So do you still play as of like now, basically? We are not currently playing. We did start playing in the latest Dragonflight expansion and we did um, experience most of it. I don't think we got to the very end of the end game, but um, a lot of started a lot of stuff started happening with my health and different like real life stuff. So we just ended up having to stop playing. That happens. So do you do you have a clan that you still play with, or is it just kind of the two of you go in and, and work your way through it? How's that normally work now? When you play World of Warcraft, you need like breaks <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. So we do actually start our own guild usually, like on whatever server we're on. Um, but we're really, really bad guild leaders, and we kind of just like take a break and then leave everybody. And it's like a ghost guild. I hate to even say it. <laughs> like, can we cut that part out? No, no. I, that... ca I kind of like picturing just a bunch of rotten dwarf corpses sitting in a cave waiting for their leader to show back up. <laughs> yes, they are definitely waiting a while. Because <laughs> now we're on like a completely different server because we used to be on Silverhand. And I think we're on like Area 52 or something else now. So yeah, we completely left all of the guilds. <laughs> and we used to be Horde and now we're Alliance. Um, so we do occasionally have guilds. So there's just like a collection of orphan guild members out there that suddenly see you and your husband out there and start plotting revenge. Is that, is that what happens? Yes. They They're behind? like, how dare you? <laughs> um, no, actually everybody's really cool. A lot of people are, uh, from either real life friends or the stream. So they will move with us or we will move with them depending so I have to ask, there was, there's a quest available on Channel 3 that you've not partaken in yet. You can actually click on World of Warcraft, and one of the quests available asking you, what's your character race in the game? Oh, I definitely need to do that. Currently, right now, I am a human, but I used to play Horde and was mostly Horde throughout playing, and I was a Blood Elf then. Okay, so game two, we have Terraria, which is explained. I had to look this one up. To be completely honest, I had not seen this one, but the explanation to give is, are you an action gamer with an itchy trigger finger, a master builder, a collector, an explorer? There's something for everyone. So what's in Terraria for you? Terraria is a kind of a weird game because when my husband first introduced it, he described it basically like Minecraft, but like 2D. And I'm like, okay, that sounds terrible because I don't really like Minecraft. Technically, I can't play first-person games because they make me really sick, though. So that could be counting against Minecraft, to be fair. But Terraria is a little bit different. It's like smaller scale, I guess you could say. Like, everything's really, like, tiny. Everything's sprites. 
And honestly, for me in the game, the the most fun part would have to be exploring, like mining through the underground. I'm usually a person that doesn't like to go underground. I don't like underwater or underground in games. Like, they're the worst to me. Um, but for some reason, because it's like a side 2D view, I'm totally down with like going down in the underground in Terraria. And I I will spend hours and just explore the entire map. Gosh, I'm totally there with you. I can't do underwater stuff. I, would, I mean, I skipped the underwater levels in Super Mario 64 forever. I, I skipped... Going underwater in Banjo Kazooie, I just, I that it like terrifies me Ray to hit. do those three like, D underwater levels. So I, I completely understand this. By the way, Ray has yet to yeah. enter the depths in Tears of the Kingdom. He's just refusing to go down there. You know what? That's one that I've done. I've probably done more depths and over than the overground in that one. They actually, that's different. It's not water. If it's if it's as long as it's not water, it's okay. That I feel like I'm drowning in all these things where they pop out. So I saw some gameplay. It's funny. I was just talking to Dan before we got on, and that was my exact explanation was, oh, it's 2D Minecraft. I mean, that's that's kind of what it looks like. And it starts really simple, right? It's just kind of you and a, a pickaxe, basically, to start digging. H- how much digging do you have to do before you find these, like, d- dungeons and bosses? I saw these, like, huge fights that occur. Um, basically there are different levels of underground and like in the first level you find, you can find treasure chests like right away. Um, and that's pretty much a lot of what you're looking for. Like you want ore of course, so that you can like build things when you're first there, you just want to start chopping down trees so that you can make a, like a shelter so that at night you don't get killed because at night the bad mobs of course come out. Um, but you can get to like, Really good treasure chests on the first level. Um, I think they're called the caverns or something. But And then each, like, I'm not sure how many feet down, like 30 feet in Terraria feet, down you go, um, is like a new, a new layer, basically. Uh, what we do is I just dig a hole straight down and just kind of branch off from those because then you can pretty much get to everything. What um what world size do you play on? Because I saw there was different options there. Or have you played in more than one size? Well, it's a small, medium, and large, basically. I used to do a lot of medium worlds, and actually just recently moved to a large world, and it is quite a difference. Usually in medium worlds, you have like one of each biome, because there's like the jungle biome, the desert biome, and so on and so forth, and. In the large worlds, there's like two jungles. And that's the thing, like what you were asking about, like dungeons. When you play Terraria after a while, you know that there is a, a jungle dungeon that you're going to have to do to unlock certain things to progress the game. So you're you're looking for the jungle. Like that's one of the first things that you're looking for. But when there's a large world, there's two jungles. And so it could be in either jungle. And now you're like, all right, now we're we're looking for quite a bit longer. So are you playing are you playing this just with your husband or do you guys get together with a like a larger group online and play it? Is this something that you're still playing or do you go back to from time to time? This we have actually played with all of our friends. We've made like entire worlds with them. We also played with our our kids. Both of them have made worlds with us. So yeah, we 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 pretty much play it with other people more more than just us. You can find a lot more materials and whatnot when you're uh, when you're working with other people. Uh, we're not currently playing right this second because uh, we're playing uh, Diablo Four. 
So we're taking a little Terraria break, but I, I have a feeling that we'll go back because Terraria does this thing where they're like, oh, this is the final, uh, the final update. We're never going to update again. And then everybody loves it so much because there's like so many uh, references, Easter eggs. It's so fun. And when people love it so much, the, ter the Terraria developers are like, you know what, let's just have one more update. And they do that like they've done it, I think, three or four times now. So we'll probably go back because there has been an update since we played last. Uh, yeah, so they they did a crossover with Dead Cells as of this year, or they're going to. I'm, I'm actually just like looking at it right now. Uh, I did see that. Dead Cells seems to be collaborating with a lot of different things. They're an interesting game. Uh, there's a apparently there's a board game in development. Have you heard about this? There's going to be a Terraria board game. I did. I did just recently uh, read an article about it. We are so excited. My whole family is excited to to get it and try it out. And I want one more thing. I don't. I don't know if this is if this works in this game. Have you beaten the game? C can you beat this game, or does it just perpetually go on forever? Um, I guess you could say that it, it does kind of perpetually go on forever with all the updates. But people who play Terraria would consider beating um like the quote unquote last boss as beating the game and when that was uh duke fishron uh we did complete the game by beating him awesome all right so let's go to the third game on this list now which is hogwarts legacy which is oh i was gonna say is the newest game on the list but isn't oh yeah it's the newest game technically right now on this list i think i think it is the, i the have newest to release game the newest release game on the list that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we've talked about it when it was an upcoming game, and now we get to actually talk about it that has been out for a while. So I have to start with this question as, as the Harry Potter fan here. Uh, did you override the Sorting Hat? Do you have a Pottermore account linked? What house did you go with? I do have a Pottermore account linked, and I, I'm not sure if I overwrote the Sorting Hats. Okay, I'm going to tell this story <laughs> because I feel like it's important um, to this question. Because my husband had told me that the only way that you can, you can get a refund on Hogwarts Legacy is if you pay, play less than two hours. So I got to the Sorting Hat ceremony at literally like an hour and 58 minutes. So, and then I, if you've ever played it on the computer, you can... You've, you'll know that the Sorting Hat ceremony, it's, it's like the first time that it really starts messing up on PC. It starts looking terrible. The whole thing's like really fragmented and like, it's just awful looking. So I was like, oh my God, an hour and 58 minutes. Oh my God, escape, escape, escape. So I skipped everything in the whole Sorting Hat scene. I was like, oh my God, I need to, re I need to refund before I play for two hours. And then I, I, Finally escaped the scene, shut off the game, and it was like two hours and two minutes. And I was like, no. So I have no idea if I overwrote the sorting hat, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Do you know what house you ended up in after it was all said and done? I, I did, yes. <laughs> now, you, I, now you own the game. Now you have to have it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it takes the Pottermore thing into account either. I'm not sure how that works, but I am a Hufflepuff. So it will take into account... I was not planning on buying this game, like the, the, the pre-order part. My wife, who plays no video games, told me I needed to buy it because this is this, she had to play it 72 hours in advance. So her, it's her account that's linked, so I had to override it because hers does Ravenclaw, so I had to override it for, uh, for Gryffindor for myself. 
but it does do it. It's a, it's a pretty cool system. Have you spent time? Wait, you ever wait, sp- wait, wait, wait. Can I can I Dan. say this? Like, I know you claim to be the Harry Potter guy with this. I, I, I do it quietly. I just stay out of your way. Can I just say that was the most Hufflepuff story we could have gotten out of this? It was a great story, by the way. It was rushing, rushing, and it was all great for Hufflepuff. That's it. all I'm gonna say. I'm out. <laughs> it's very good. So, did you spend time, or have you spent time, just kind of exploring the game or exploring the castle, uh, looking for Easter eggs in it? Because I, I spent, I think, that entire seventy-two hour pre-order window, basically walking around the castle. Yeah, I would say like the first hundred hours of me playing was just walking around the castle i didn't even have flying until 200 hours because i was so just distracted by everything else the the details are great in the game i mean i i think my favorite part was was finding the kitchen and going and going through a portrait and seeing the elves working there that, that might have been the most spectacular part of the game for me Honestly, I completely agree, and I've played for like 500 hours now, and literally, I just found it like the other day. I, yeah, it's the details in it are amazing. So you you can fly now, though, right? Yes, I do have flying okay. now. <laughs> okay. Would do you prefer using your broom or using one of the animals that you can get? I definitely prefer the broom. I I'm not sure um, if it's like the bouncing of the griffin, but I. I'm definitely a broom person. Me too. I think the they just the flying feels good on the broom compared to the animals. Do you have agree. a you have a go to spell that's like, that's like always ready to use, whether it's for battling or just like you know you need to use Lumos at all times. Oh man, this is a hard question. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is what we're here for. We're 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 here to dig deep. Okay, cool. Let me see. I have to actually look at a list because I don't, I'm not that big of a Harry Potter nerd that I have all the spells memorized. I probably would have looked at a list too. To, there's a bunch of spells. There really is. Okay, one second. Oh, I know what it is. Stupefy. I use it for literally everything. So did Harry Potter. You know, it, worked, it seems to work out pretty well, so. Well, it's like they have those um, the colored bubbles that you're supposed to be like yes. using your brain to like solve, and I'm like, nope, stupefy everybody. With 500 hours, have you finished the main storyline at this point? I did just finish it. Just um, I swear, like a week ago. That's all right. You're you're already better than me. I've had the I had the game pre-ordered, and I still haven't finished it because I'm just because I'm terrible, and I start playing ten other games instead. No, I totally get it. And also, it was it was the worst because I finished it. Uh, I did the last quest. Um, they did the whole last event that they do. Mm. I won't spoil it for you. And then uh, I got on like a few days later, and my save was completely gone. It was just completely disappeared. And I, I cried. It was horrible. I was like, oh, my God, I'll never play this again. But my husband knew how to get some sort of backup from Steam, so he saved the day. Oh gosh! Uh, first of all, I would also never play the game again if that happened to me. It's just that—that's too much. That's too much emotional emotional investment to do that again. I had a lot of like. I have a lot of beasts that I have caught. Yes, so I have all the vivariums. They're in their favorite vivariums. Like, no, this game cannot be gone. Oh, so that's the question I have to ask. Your room of requirement. Did you spend any time decorating it and kind of setting it up the way you want? I feel like I might have spent a little too much time 
um, setting up my room in the room of requirement, uh, but it's super cute now and uh, definitely no regrets. Yeah, I could, there's definitely two different people that play. My wife, who has spent all the time decorating the room, and she's got, she has Wigan Weld potions growing all over. And then there's me who throws tables anywhere because the game just said I had to do it, and then I leave and move on. There's this, there, there's definitely, definitely two ways to play. <laughs> He's definitely like that. Are you excited? So, any potential sequels, DLCs? There's going to be an HBO show. Are you? Would you be excited in watching that show when it comes out? Um, I do feel like uh, it being on HBO gives it a lot of potential. So I am curious, and I will be watching it. Yeah, I'm with you there too. They, I feel like that it's good. It has to be on that channel to give it the the space and the time to hopefully do it correctly. That's, I'm hopeful. Totally agree. Two things before you move on from Hogwarts Legacy. Thing one, don't feel bad about stupefying the bubbles because Ray went through and Avada Kedavra'd every single one of them. So there's you know, another I, alternative you could have gone with. I was not trying to bring this up again, but they very clearly gave the curses the best animations in the game. They want you to use them. And they're, they, they're just, they're great to use. I stand okay. by it. I will say this as a Hufflepuff. I did not finish the Sebastian quest line. As soon as I found out that this kid was the way that he was, I was like, mm, I'm not, I'm not getting these curses. So I've never, I've never seen him. Nor do you need well, to, you don't need you to. Missed out. Worst, there, Gryffindor, well, there, worst Gryffindor ever, Ray. <laughs> there's a, no, no, there's, there's a time and place. Also, worst there's a Gryffindor little, ever. that's very Slytherin a, of you, Ray. <laughs> There is a little. I'm trying to be quiet about it because he's my husband's best friend, and he hasn't finished the game. So I'm like trying to trying to be sneaky. <laughs> like totally, he's a great guy, honey. He's wonderful. He's, he's just trying. He's trying his best. I, there I is have, a place. There's a little place um, in the in the uh, Forbidden Forest where they, it's like a battle arena, and they just grant you access to all the spells just for that. Oh, do they? Yes, yeah, so you can use it. Uh, to try them out. That's the first time because I did that before I had gotten uh, any of the curses, and it was I w- it was pretty spectacular. I, I lost. I'm have to check. That I out. lost because I was way over my head at that point, but it was pretty great to use. Ray is a Slytherin mole. That's all this is. That's <laughs> that's the new rumor, Ray. Hey, the other thing I, I have to ask this question, okay? Because I need to know how this went from probably going to refund it and trying to stay under two hours to five hundred hours. What what happened in between? How did that happen? Okay, so what happened is I had already passed the two hours. So we were like, okay, I'm stuck. We got to figure something out. So what we did is um, pretty much like updated all the stuff on my computer. We updated all the graphics cards, things that we could update. And I guess uh, NVIDIA had had some sort of update come out like three days later or something so when we did that it helped a lot and pretty much i kind of didn't really have a choice so i was like Uh i'm just gonna make this work oh so you wanted to play the game but just like that you weren't sure the computer could handle it and it wasn't quite quite performance oh yeah okay um if i had gotten it refunded i would have gotten it on the playstation which is funny because we did buy it for the PlayStation as as well. There's a a secret quest that only PlayStation people get, and I'm going to replay it as my evil self, and I'm going to replay it on the PlayStation for that quest. Evil, just do yourself a favor. Call that your Ray self going forward. (laughs) My Ray self. 
Hey, Hufflepuff and Hufflepuffs are the only one that gets to go to um to Azkaban too. They get their own special quest. Oh, is that? Yep, they're the only ones that can do it. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't know why that that's the house they got it, but Hufflepuff gets to go to Azkaban. No one else does. Probably because you try and break awesome. people out, Ray. Oh, they got good animations. They're really helpful. Great, great, great animation. I mean, the hats off to those people who whoever put that together. Great job. All right, I'm I'm moving on from this. It's time to move into the honorable mentions. We're going to talk about a couple of games here. Didn't quite make the top three that you mentioned here. First game we're going to start off with, we're going back into MMORPG land with EverQuest. I I, I dare say kind of a, a proto-MMORPG. Freshly added to Channel 3. I added that knowing that we had this coming for the podcast today, so it is available for rating purposes by the time people hear this. This one's 29 expansions in, getting ready for expansion number 30. You know, where, where does this one come in? What what about this versus Warcraft? How, tell me how this one ended up honorable for you. I really like EverQuest, and I think it's an amazing game. I have a lot of hours on it, but it's just not as nostalgic for me because I didn't start playing it until I started streaming, which was in uh, 2017. I wanted to start playing it because... My husband played it a few times and I had seen it. No lie, it looks really freaking old. (laughs) So I was like, I do not want to play this. (laughs) But he played it so much and he was really nostalgic for it because he started playing it in like 99. So I was like, if you're super nostalgic about this and you love it that much, like I want to share this with you, just like the, the Warcraft thing. And I really want to, you know, enjoy it with you. So I started playing EverQuest with him. It's just not... It's not as great as World of Warcraft, in my opinion. I mean, it is It is good. It has its own, its own qualities. And honestly, it's actually really hard. Um, but uh, I think that I didn't feel that I knew enough about it either. Because I'm still pr- really new. Just started playing it. Like, I've only played a couple of classes. So I just, I don't feel as knowledgeable about it, I guess. Uh, is it that? So I tried... I tried playing, I think it was EverQuest 2 on the PlayStation 2 when they put out long ago, children. We've talked about before when they, they put out the Ethernet box for the PlayStation 2, you could get the expansion for your PlayStation and, and connect to the Internet. They put EverQuest 2 out on there and it felt grindier. It felt clunkier than Warcraft does, I think. Even th- I mean, and this was. Many, many moons ago, Ray was still wearing diapers then. I, I By the way, I, oh, I just want to put that. I had a PlayStation 2. This is what uh, uh, Yes, I, that's great. You went to a museum, Ray. Thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, Dude, I, I, was all, I was alive in 2001. It, it's funny hearing you just say, like, this one didn't quite... It, th- and you can't quite describe it either. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, everything you were saying about, like, it just doesn't quite... Eh. It, yeah, no, that's kind of how I describe it. That's that, That's the funny part. So, so what kind of effort did you put into this? You know, you tried when you were streaming, you're trying to do it for, for some family bonding time. What, what made you just walk away in the end? I technically haven't walked away. We actually talked about playing again recently. The thing about EverQuest is it has a thing called TLPs and it's basically where they start the game over again at the beginning. And sometimes there's like rules put in place, like the experience is like tripled or 
all of the items are like tradable or something. There's always some sort of like fun rules that they throw in. So we did a lot of TLPs, which meant that we started over a lot of times. Um, and that means we're walking super slow. In this game, you have to like sit to gain mana. So everything's like really slow and like you're falling asleep while you're playing. So and then everybody stops playing at a certain at a certain um, what you call it not at a certain expansion everybody stops playing so tlps die after that certain expansion so it just started feeling like really repetitive and really not as fun all right no so, I, so i've got to ask this then okay i've got i got to stop you there and i got to ask how is this your first honorable mention <laughs> i mean it is a fun game i honestly like i like the challenge of it everquest has like a lot more of a challenge than world of warcraft when you play world of warcraft it, they kind of hand you a lot of things like in quality of life you know things that they have going on in everquest you have to work harder it kind of made me feel like a better gamer to get good at that game fair enough so you you, you feel like you get a little bit more reward for your grind right Playable Characters Podcast, funny interviews with real video game characters. Hi, I'm Calvin Cato. And I'm Brian McGinnis, and we interview video game characters on our show. We have comedians and actors come on and pretend they're a video game character for 30 minutes. We talk to them. It's all ad-libbed and improvised and always very funny. Uh, Past guests include Bowser, Ms. Pac-Man, Q-Bert, Princess Peach, and Princess Daisy. You put them in a booth. And uh, something short-circuited, and I decided that someone was taking too long in the money booth. And I hit her with a baseball bat. <laughs> and oh. thus was born Super Smash TV. Oh. Just like that. I was being raised by a family of, t- of toadstools. Oh. Um, How is that? Is that, that seems like it might be kind of fun. It bit. was. It was, really, like it was really fun. Mario should stick to plumbing. Okay. Okay. He's a very, from what I hear, a good plumber, a terrible hero. Yes. So, I mean, really bad. And I mean, let's not get started on his whatever he is, uh, you know. Friend, brother, special friend, I don't know, Luigi, <laughs> whatever brother, they're doing. They're yeah. Well, they're that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're right. saying they're brothers because, you know, in the uh, Italian-American community, <laughs> these people tend to not look yeah. kindly on certain relationships. If you want to know what's going on in your favorite video game character's life, check us out. Playable Characters Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, comes out every Monday. All right, so let's go to the other game on the honorable mention list, Diablo 3. Which is interesting because as someone who sees watches Diablo from the outside, I've not played any Diablo games, but I, I knew about them way more. Is this the one that kind of received mixed reviews from from people that have been playing the series? But you have it here as an honorable mention. So is do you did you like really enjoy this one and put a lot of time into it? I'm gonna go ahead and say that I this Diablo three is the my honorable mention probably because I did not play Diablo one or two. Like, at all. I think I tried Diablo 2 for, like, maybe a day or something when they remastered it. But I didn't actually play it for very long. I played Diablo Immortal for a little while, but it was on the phone, so it just doesn't have the same effect. Honestly, now that I've played Diablo 4 a lot, I would probably say Diablo 4. But I don't feel that I have as many hours on it. I don't feel like I'm as knowledgeable about it. Who knows if the end game is poop or whatever. So I, I know I've... I was looking through it. I saw the meme you posted. Explain the difference. I guess what is this? The style of it is Diablo three kind of like really bright, and Diablo four is kind of like this like 
dark and gritty looking game. What's that difference there? Uh, we have the picture of the unicorn and the broken down horse in, on your uh, on your page. Yeah, that's actually really kind of a weird thing because I did start on Diablo 3, so I thought that it was like gritty and dark. Um, but I didn't know until I had played, like I said, the remaster of Diablo 2, that it's just so much more dark and like kind of scary. Even Diablo Immortal on the phone was scaring me. And I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. But it, it was just way more scary. And like, I don't know, it's more, it's, Diablo 4 is definitely like that. It's more scary. It's more like in your face with like the gore it's just it's definitely different so are you so you're playing diablo 4 now are you still playing diablo 3 at all or have you just completely moved on to 4 um no i'm not playing diablo 3 like sometimes we'll pick it up the best thing about diablo is that you pay for it once and you can play it forever we don't care about like battle passes or any of that kind of stuff i don't even know if the game has pvp in it it might but i don't care about it so it's just something that i can pick up every now and then you can pause it at any time because i, I have two kids so i can't be the, that's the the worst part honestly about everquest is that you can't just stop playing you can't play for like 30 minutes and then stop playing because your kids need you you have to be committed to like hours because these those dungeons take like hours but in Diablo, you can just be like, all right, we're going to just stop right here. And then you just leave and then it's totally fine. Well, that's that's the whole thing with these with MMORPGs, right? They, they're, they're kind of alive all the time. Is So Diablo, is this kind of like the, the right mix of you still get that MMO stuff, but you can pause because like many of us, you are a parent and kids call our attention all the time. Yeah, I would definitely have to say so. Um, Diablo 4 is is more MMO-y than Diablo 3 was, just because you don't see like any other players except for the players in your party. But it is it does have that same effect, and it is it is nice to be able to just get those short spurts in when you need them. All right, on to the future now. A future game you're looking forward to. We're here to discuss Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. One of the most anticipated games. So I have to first ask, was Final Fantasy VII part of your gaming development, or was this new with the remake? Where did Final Fantasy VII come in for you originally? Okay, I'm going to be completely honest and say that I've never actually played Final Fantasy VII. But my husband played it, and I watched it several times. So I know what happens. I've also seen... Um, Advent Children several times, so I know what happens there. And Crisis Core is my favorite Final Fantasy, which I did not play, but I did watch it. <laughs> That's the thing about Final Fantasies, though, and also Zeldas in our house, is that one of the guys are going to play it first, so I will have already seen it, so I'll just play it later. But Final Fantasy VII is, is I would say, the first Final Fantasy that was like... You still had to read it. It wasn't voice acted, but it like, I don't know, it did something emotional that none of the other Final Fantasies had done for me until then. So did you play the remake itself or have you watched the remake? Where, where are you at with the remake? I have not I have not played it. And it's so funny because this is the game I'm most looking forward to, but I, I have not played it. My husband is the one technically playing it, but I am watching it like a movie, basically. And um, what they've done with it is amazing. I'm I'm absolutely loving it. How they're incorporating Zach into the story now is so awesome for me. So it's just, it's really exciting. 
to to think about them coming out with it, especially since it's not exactly like seven. Uh, they're changing some stuff, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they change. So I I, w- I want to ask that first. So how do you feel about the veering plot, and do you think it's going to continue to diverge away? Is it going off into its own branching, or what do you think's happening here? I feel that they are changing things. I don't know if you've seen the latest trailer for Rebirth. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but you can definitely tell like towards the end of the trailer that things are being changed. And I honestly love it. I, If I wanted to play the original, I could play the original. Um, you could do it on an emulator. You could make it look almost exactly like the same if you wanted to play the original story. But I, I think it's really cool that they're changing it, and I'm loving the direction that they're going with it. I have to ask them, so since you've taken not a backseat gamer, I, I don't know what the right uh, approach of uh, a viewer for this. My assumption is, as much as I, I, I love turn-based RPGs, the remake is a different, and, and I think the description we've given, Ray, I don't know if you've played Kingdom Hearts, but it's a much more real-time interaction. Is this a better watch? Since that's kind of your perspective on this, and that, that's had me more curious than anything. What's the better viewing experience, the original or the remake? I would have to say, as a player, I prefer turned, but as a viewer, I would prefer how the remake is. It's it's a lot more actiony, kind of like a movie. Yeah, that that answer makes exact sense for what I was kind of figuring here. It's probably more entertaining. You're not waiting while someone scrolls through the menu and. 17 items to decide which level of health potion they're going to use is <laughs> probably a little more exciting going through with uh, the real-time action there. So It was kind of exciting to to see that in the original just because it helps you learn how to play the game. Like You can see what people are using and and what things do what. So in, it, that has its value also, I guess. So I, I have to ask one more thing. So the original game, listen, four discs on the PlayStation and four discs on CD. I I think we just got used to that. There were so many games that were at least two discs. You had the Resident Evil 2. You had had all sorts of stuff that popped up like that. This is the first game. I don't know when the last time I could think of a game. Not not since PlayStation. I, I don't even know. I can't think of a game on PlayStation 2. I'm not sure that was a multi disc game off the top of my head, but certainly not since 3. What are they doing putting this thing on two discs in this I've day never, age? I've never played a game that had two discs, by the way. That, I, I watched Titanic on two VHSs. That, that blew my mind. That's that, the, that's listen, the best that, I got for That you, day though. of the museum must have been just so nice for you. Is, is it <laughs> Smithsonian membership, Ray? I just want to know. Like, by the way, when I, when I saw the Titanic and the first VHS ended, I didn't know there was a second one. And my child self was panicked over what was going to happen because i it's not i didn't know the like the history of titanic i was watching this now and i was like they hit the iceberg and it ended i was like what happens now now ray I, I have to remind you this is not a movie podcast this is a video game podcast I'm- that's the first, that's the only experience i have with with two this is weird we have digital games what are we doing with two discs I, I, what i'm trying to figure out with this right so the two disc thing confuses me because we have all these games now that like the disc is just there. I feel I thought the disc served as more of an unlock for the actual like downloaded content. And because most of these get like you talked about the PS5 
games don't play off a disc on the PS5. Games like unlock with a disc and they download everything onto the hard drive. What are they doing? I just need to know what is happening here. I am curious, and we actually looked up how much could the data, the how much data they could hold these days. Because like, how big is this game? Even if there's, you know, splitting it in only three parts, that's that's a giant. I don't even understand. And like what you said, I thought the same thing that they were basically just being used to unlock the game. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm also curious how much this is covering because I thought they were talking about a disc per game or like comparable to the first game, a disc per game. And I, I, I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't have a question for you. I'm just, I'm lost. Tears of the kingdom is on one disc. That's all was, on a cartridge. Actually. That's what I was told. One, one 16 gigabyte cartridge. That's all it is. That's right. And that game is giant, but you can't download call of duty without a 250 gigabyte update on day one. I've, I've given up. I've given up on call of duty. Sorry, I'm taking shot. I don't know why Call of Duty had to catch shrapnel for me, but uh, moving on. All right, we get oh they the- can catch they can catch some for me. I'll be the one of <laughs> Rick's taking. I was going to say I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with I'm done with that game. Oh boy, it's getting saucy. Okay, get saucy ahead, on, on the back half here, Ray. Move on, move on before I get too angry about this. Evil, evil. Let's take you to a quest. We're gonna we're going to take you to a quest. A question okay. from the Channel Three History Books, and going to ask you to discuss it with us here. And the quest we have picked from your history, what is the funniest game you have played? Um, which was Costume Quest, right? That was what your answer was. Yes, we we added it to the library specifically for your quest. And coincidentally, I added Costume Quest 2 today because I had a tab sitting open on my phone from when I entered Costume Quest 1 saying, oh, I, put, I should put Costume Quest 2 in here. And I just put it in my librarian backlog until today. So what timing? Thank you. Great timing. Thank you so much. I love Costume Quest 2, but Costume Quest 1, I feel, was better. I feel like they tried to reprise too many of the same jokes for Costume Quest 2, and it just didn't hit the same. So Costume Quest 1 is hilarious. I don't. Uh, if you haven't played it, you should definitely play it. Um, I'm a lover of Halloween, just in general. Uh, so I was like, a Halloween game, I'm absolutely playing it. And it's these little kids... And they're, like, going around and trick-or-treating and whatnot. But they end up having to fight bad guys. And when they fight the bad guys, their costumes turn into, like, these amazing, like, real-life-looking costumes. Like, one of the kids is dressed up as a robot. And he has, like, a little cardboard robot costume on. But when you go into the fighting scene, it's, like, a huge Transformer-looking Gundam thing. And they have, like, these crazy ultimate moves. And it's it's just great. And the last question that we're going to ask is, what has been your favorite feature on Channel 3 so far? I would definitely have to say uh, the quests. Quests are honestly part of the reason why I kept coming back before I like knew everybody and knew how amazing everybody was. But it's so, so great to have a social media where like you're doing something i don't know that sounds weird because like you're trying to get xp and stuff because technically channel 3 is a game in itself which is one of my favorite parts about it because i'm all about grinding xp so i i love the quests i just found out the other day that you can actually click the quest tab and there's like a million other quests and like you were saying about the world of warcraft page 
I just found out that those pages have quests as well. And I'm like, oh my God, like I need to have some time so I can just sit down on my computer and just like crank out all these quests because I want to answer them all now. Back in the day before we had these daily quests, Dan and I were just, I mean, we would, there was days when five quests were thrown out. Some days it was one quest. So there is hopefully a huge backlog that no one, that no one that joins can make it all the way through at this point. That's, that's kind of the, that was the goal of this of this first year of almost a year already. Yeah, we're we're, we're on the we're on the precipice, and today somebody made a post asking about quests, and I realized we're just about hit about to hit quest number eight hundred. Now a number of them are expired because you know like the the clip of the week and the weekly challenges we we sunset those, but there are still hundreds right. of quests that are out there available for people for all range of game, whether it's free to play or whether it's retro games or whether it's just just go. There's, there's times where we said, just go play a game. And like Ray mentioned, now we have the quest of the day that, you know, hey, listen, you come and you do that quest on the day, you get 333 extra experience points for doing it on that day. So it's beneficial to come in then. But even still, you can rack up the XP by going back and, and looking through. Because like Ray said, there's times we went through like, oh, I'm going to make a that That Warcraft quest was like, oh, we were testing the list feature because you can click on the race and, and select it. And, you could see the percentages other people answer. We just did that because, like, we wanted to test the feature. <laughs> now, uh, now we just usually get something a day or Tears of the Kingdom. I think we put a few bonus quests in, just because uh, we've been having a blast with that game collectively. That works out for us, the people trying to collect the XP. <laughs> so, thank you. And with that, we've made it to the end of another What Are Your Three podcast. Thank you, Evil Vixen, for being our guest today. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am now just Ray. Dan Tucker puts this all together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. (laughs) 